0: Welcome to the sea trade Maritime Podcast, and you're listening to Marcus Hand, editor of sea trade Maritime News. Today, we're going to be in conversation with Thomas Ruski, CEO of Norse Power, talking about alternative forms of propulsion and how all parts of the industry can work better to meet shipping's decarbonisation goals, both near and longer term. Thomas, welcome to the podcast. Many thanks. Thank you for joining us today, Thomas. Just to start out, could you briefly introduce the business of Norse Power to our listeners, some of whom may not be familiar with the company's technology?
1: Okay, thanks. My pleasure. Our slogan is that we are bringing sails back to shipping. As we all know, in the old times, it was only sails moving the ships across the seas. And what we have done now, we have made a modernized mechanical sail, we are fitting this modern mechanical sail on board large cargo and passenger ships and what we reduce the fuel consumption and emissions. And in typical cases, we have proven verified installations, a lot of them already, we can reduce the fuel consumption and emissions of the target ship with between 5 and 25 percent with our North Power rotor sail technology.
0: So you've modernized the sail. That's um, a pretty interesting concept and the rotor sail. What's the uptake been like of rotor sales and how has the industry reacted to these?
1: So far, we have fitted six different ships with our rotor sales. The performance has been verified by external parties, including like Lloyd's Register, Napa, Chalmers University, so on. The experiences have been very good and we have a proven performance for the product. And now the market has started to accelerate fast. As per today, we are delivering our rotor sales for 10 more ships. So the amount of installations is increasing with a with a fast phase and more orders are coming in all the time. So we really see that the industry is now seeing this as a as a major thing: how to get the shipping fleets decarbonized by using modern mechanical sails, and and we are leading the market today.
0: That's great to hear. Just in terms of cutting emissions and so forth and fuel consumption, what gains can owners expect to see from fitting rotor sails like this?
1: In typical cases, fuel consumption savings and emissions reductions are between this 5 and 25%. That's the major gain. They reduce the fuel consumption, the fuel cost, and they get a payback for the technology. But there are also other drivers present on the market. CO2 pricing is is hitting the shipping market that will be started from the European Union, and the IMO has plans how to make a global carbon levy or emissions trading for shipping. So our bigger customers are already today also discounting this forthcoming CO2 pricing. And that has an influence on the the paybacks of mechanical sale installation project. Uh, Then we see a lot of regulations stepping in. IMO has new environmental indexes like EEDI, EEXI and CII. And these are all forcing ship owners to be compliant with the regulation. We see also these compliance drivers present on the market. Ship owners can't continue using the ship if they don't reduce the emissions somehow. And fitting rotor cells on board is an excellent way how to make this happen. We also see strong ESG drivers on the market. Companies want to be sustainable. They want to make investments which show that they are acting in a sustainable way. Also, that's supporting the uptake of rotor sales. And we also see that the entire ship financing market is today supporting our case. Ship owners are granted financing more easily if they make sustainability investments and show that they are reducing their emissions. So All these things are uh, enabling the uptake of rotor sales and and supporting our, our case today.
0: Okay, there's quite a lot to unpack from that answer, actually. You've covered quite a lot of different areas. I'm going to take the first part there that you mentioned about the regulation part. Now, we've got the targets the IMO has set, but there's a lot of uncertainty around fuels and so forth. So, how important a role do things like rotor cells play in meeting those nearer term targets?
1: We also see the food. There will be these carbon-neutral fuels in long term, which enable decarbonizing the shipping industry. But when we look at those scenarios, today's best candidates to be kind of carbon-neutral long-term fuels, they are hydrogen, methanol, and ammonia. When we look at them, we see that energy prices will be extremely high. Energy based on these carbon-neutral fuels is several times higher than the price of today's uh, typical low carbon or, or like say low emissions bunker fuel. So energy prices will be increasing and that will make a big motivation to actually minimize the need for any fuel. And rotor sales are a very good way how to minimize the need for any fuel and this technology is available already today. So now we see that the market is starting to adapt these mechanical sales to minimize the fuel consumption already today and to be well prepared for those long-term scenarios of soaring energy prices and carbon-neutral fuels entering the market.
0: So it's not just a sort of like interim solution. This is actually longer term because just because of the cost of those fuels.
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah. So you get that sort of cost saving. If you're enjoying the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on the app of your choice. Now you talked a little bit on this, like, kind of the financing side and so forth. We were on a webinar a couple of years ago with listeners, some listeners might have even been on that heard that webinar. And at the time I think there was people were really booking one or two sales. Are we now seeing sort of larger or orders where people are doing, say, for parts or whole fleets?
1: We see today a lot of owners who are fitting one or two ships with the rotor sails. We are confident that if and when these projects go as well as our previous uh, deliveries, there will be fleet-wide installations in the next phase. There are already queries on the market for fleet-wide installations of mechanical sails. So that will be the next phase. Customers start with one or two ship installations. They gain some experience on mechanical sails and when they are happy, then we see that they are getting fleet-wide with this kind of technology.
0: You mentioned they're getting happy with mechanical sails. Is there much additional training required for the crew for the operation of these?
1: Actually, all the products on the market have been made so that they are almost fully automatic. For example, our rotor sail technology, the ship owner or, or the captain just needs to enable the system then the rest is happening automatically. The automation system is monitoring the wind conditions and when they are favorable, it's automatically starting to accelerate the rotor sails to create forward thrust and to optimize the the energy consumption of the the ship. So that's fully automatic. Of course, these sails can also be controlled manually, but it's quite a rare use case where that kind of manual control would be needed. We try to make this fully automatic and very easy to be implemented and very easy to be used. According to customer feedback, feedback, we have been successful in, in making this happen.
0: Okay, great. So it's so fully integrated into the other propulsion systems of the vessel.
1: Absolutely correct. You know, in a way, wind used to be enemy of ships. When there was a strong wind, the ships started to roll and the cargo could get some damage. And so ships tried to avoid those wind disease. But now with today's modern mechanical sails, wind is becoming friend of ships. So they should install. Router says look for some windy sea and and, and windy routes to get optimised forward trust from the wind to minimise the fuel consumption and to minimise the emissions.
0: That's an interesting change. I hadn't thought about that. You mentioned about financing. Are these more suitable for a retrofit for new buildings, and how would it be financed within that?
1: We are actually doing both. There are about 30,000 ships in the world which could be fitted with rotor sails in long term. And as I mentioned already, we are today delivering this technology for 10 ships. And 7 out of these 10 are, are retrofit projects. So there's a lot of rather new fleet of ships in the world, which need to reduce their fuel consumption and emissions. And that existing fleet is is target for retrofit project of rotor sails. But on the other hand, new builds are coming in all the time. We are also delivering the technology for for new build ships. So both scenarios are available and and, and both new build and existing ships are today fitted with mechanical sails.
0: Okay, great. Just in terms of operating these vessels, do they in with rotor sails? Do they work better in some parts of the world than others? Do you know, like, are better wind conditions and so forth?
1: Yes, that's correct. So actually, the trading area of the ship it has a pretty big influence on the business case with rotor sails. We have proven that we can reduce the fuel consumption and emissions on all long haul ocean routes. But the best routes in the world are for example Northern Pacific crossing and and Northern Atlantic crossing. It's because of the property of this planet that the strongest winds are blowing far from the equator areas. So the further north or further south you go, the better wind you can catch for the rotor sails. But as said, uh, on all long-haul ocean shipping areas, you can reduce the fuel consumption and emissions with mechanical sails.
0: But there is a better business case if you're on those particular trades where you get very strong winds. That's correct. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. These rotor sails are pretty large. How does that impact ship design?
1: It's correct, our products are pretty large. The biggest rotor sale we are today delivering, it's 35 meters tall and 5 meters in diameter. On the other hand, our smallest model today, it's 18 meters tall and 4 meters in, in diameter. It influences the ship design, but on the other hand, we have uh, different sizes of product available to serve different ships. There are always criteria to be taken into the account when fitting rotor cells on board a ship, but as we have proven through several deliveries already, we can fulfill these criteria by selecting appropriate size of rotor cells and a good number of them. And criteria which we use when fitting rotor cells on board are, for example, that uh, we never want to occupy any cargo space because of mechanical sales. And we want want to make sure that the ship is able to continue its ordinary loading and offloading operations, pass under any bridges and and so on. So we have made a product which can comply with this kind of customer criteria and be fitted on board any compatible ship.
0: You mentioned about passing under bridges and so forth. Does that mean they can be retracted?
1: That's correct as an option to our rotor sail product. We have kind of hydraulic hinge which is placed between the deck and the rotor sail. When the ship is passing under a bridge and if this optional tilting foundation is, is included in the, in the design, the rotor sails can be lowered down from vertical to horizontal position to enable passing under that bridge. And this same tilting functionality is for example used on board bulk carriers. When they need to load or offload the, the cargo, the rotor sails can be tilted down so that they don't obstruct any cargo handling cranes and other systems.
0: That makes a lot of sense. When it actually comes to the ship design, if you're putting these on a new building, are there any alterations to the design required? Or could the ship be better optimized if the if you know that rotor sails are going to be fitted?
1: If you design a new build ship so that the starting point is to have rotor sails on board, you can do some optimizations. You can choose a convenient propeller for this variable load. You can make deck structures so that uh, any wind isn't obstructed. The rotor sails catch the best possible wind. So that's all doable uh, in a new build case. But it's not a huge difference, as we have proven today, 70% of our deliveries are for retrofit cases. So also existing ships are are fully compatible with the technology and most of the benefits can be gained even on on an existing ship.
0: If you're doing a retrofit, how long would the ship have to go into the yard for?
1: We typically always do these retrofit deliveries aside of ordinary docking period of the ship. A typical target ship when it's docked, it's taking about one month and that's easily enough for a router sale a retrofit project so that they don't need to lengthen the, the docking period because of this installation.
0: So when they're going in for a special survey or something of that nature. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Coming back to the design part of this, I mean, to, you know, prefer standard designs. Thing they, they have sort of particular models. Is there more flexibility required with these designs going forward as we've got this quite uncertain future that we've talking about before, fuel types and so forth?
1: We see it on the market that ship owners are starting to prepare to fit mechanical sails on board their ships. And if you make a, make a new built ship, one way to prepare is that ready-made foundations for our rotor sails, for example, are manufactured for a ship. So that this can be fitted later on as, as easily as as possible so that's a good way to be prepared for for future installations of mechanical sails. but as i have mentioned also any existing ship which which doesn't have foundations can be fitted with rotor cells during a typical docking period
0: yeah i understand that just one i guess optimizing going forward with newer vessels as power, Do you have any agreements with shipyards in terms of fitting these or do you just work with whoever you're aware the vessel is going to be in dock or built?
1: It's always the end customer who is uh, choosing the shipyard where to, of course, build the ship or fit the rotor sails. But we have already uh, experience with several shipyards both in Europe and, and in Asia of fitting our, our technology. As an example, the shipyard in China is today building three pieces of new build CO2 carriers to be fitted with, with rotor sails. There are also other major shipyards in, in Asia who have already experience of, of rotor sail fitting. So there's a variety of, of different actors on the market who are able to provide this kind of fitting work for the, for the end customer.
0: So that experience is growing Is there a sort of greater level that shipyards and equipment manufacturers like North Power can work together in future to optimize ship designs?
1: Yes, we see it. that's the case. So, in time, market is, is looking for ways to decarbonize the shipping fleets. And I see that all major shipyards are interested in, in fitting mechanical sails on board. So, we are, we are looking for increased cooperation with, with global major shipyards and, and, and happy to enter into that kind of agreements to enable smooth implementation of, of rotor sails.
0: Are you actually currently working with any shipyards yourself, you know, on a more like long term basis?
1: As said, there are uh, shipyards in Asia building fleets of new-built ships nowadays, and and they are prepared to fit rotor cells on on board. So yes, we are working with different ones. The example is that DSIC shipyard in in China, who is building those new-built CO2 carriers with rotor cells. Yeah, okay.
0: Quite an interesting future coming up. It's in some ways quite an exciting time for shipping. When you look at it from your perspective, what do you think the future of ship propulsion will look like?
1: There's a high need to decarbonize shipping in long term and everybody sees that, especially long-haul shipping, it's very hard to be decarbonized. For example, batteries, uh, they don't have enough capacity compared with volume and weight to enable that kind of long-haul shipping. So it's evident that ships will always uh, need fuel to enable long-haul passages. And outlook of decarbonizing fuels, it shows clear that those fuels will be heavily expensive. So the starting point to decarbonize shipping is to minimize the need for any fuel. And we see that mechanical sales like our rotor sails, are an elegant way how to make that happen, how to uh, minimize the fuel consumption and reduce it from current levels between 5 and 25%. And that's something that can be done already today. So that's why our router sale market is already now accelerating and we see a bright future for for this kind of technology.
0: Elegant solution. I like that description. I covered a lot of ground very quickly. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to add, Thomas?
1: One more point I'd like to highlight. Today, when we look at the the payback period of a rotor sail installation project heavily depending on the the route of the ship and parameters and service speed and all that. But I could say that typical payback period range for a rotor sail project, it's maybe between three and ten years, but when ship owners looking at their ship, When they are thinking the future scenarios, what happens after that payback? Let's say that they make a rotor sail installation project, which is paying back within five years after the installation. Then it has paid itself entirely. But what kind of asset do they have in their hand? They have a ship, which is extremely energy efficient. And when we look at the second hand value of this kind of asset, it will be in long term highly defined by the amount of emissions and fuel consumption the ship is producing. So in addition to getting a nice payback and money back from this kind of installation project, fitting rotor cells on board is a very good way to maximize the asset value of ships. I think that also this is driving the market forward today.
0: Excellent. There you have it, listeners. That's how to maximize the value of your ship. For the road to sail. It's been fantastic talking to you today, and thank you so much for taking the time to appear on the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast.
1: Likewise, many thanks. It was a pleasure to chat with you today.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast, and we look forward to joining you on our next episode.